Let's go into the word of God to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. How many feel his presence? I feel it. Amen. It's all about his presence. It's all about his word. Amen. We need prayer and the word. Amen. There's a lot of preaching going on, but not a lot of praying. Amen. You need both. A bird needs both of his wings to fly. Those are our wings. Amen. Otherwise, we'll just fly in a circle, you know, and, 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 and we'll never reach heights unknown. Amen. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of men. What God has in store for those who love him. Let's start from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. Listen now, don't just read, but understand what you're reading, amen? And, and, and uh, I want to be as simple as possible about these great truths, amen? And we're going to pray that God will give us that wisdom and understanding. It says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. When was this wisdom or this hidden wisdom ordained? I'm asking a question. When? Before the foundation of the earth. Before he even created you. Amen? And then it says this, which none of the princes of the world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, oh, this is beautiful, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of men the things which God had prepared for them that love him. How many treasure this scripture? Amen. That means God is about to show you things in these last days that he's never shown anybody else throughout mankind's history. You'll get there later. And then it says this, but God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. It says all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. There it is. Did you get that? Then it says this, <clears throat> comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man, listen now, the carnal mind receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual, Judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, 
that he may instruct him. Beautiful. But we have the mind of Christ. And I never put titles on my messages, but since everybody else is doing it. Uh, searching inside the mind of the eternal God. Searching the very mind of the eternal God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Lord, that you would anoint us right now through your most holy name. We come to you in, in the name of Jesus. He said, Jesus said it. Whatever we ask the Father in his name, he will give it unto us. And we're asking for an anointing and a revelation to fall upon this place, O God, that you will take us deeper, Lord. Lord, into waters to swim in, O God, where we can be lost, Lord, in the moving of the current, that where the current goes, we may go, Lord, that our flesh would die today, Lord, that you might be glorified. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see what the Spirit is saying unto his bride, the church, Lord, in, this last, in these last days, and we will ask it in Jesus' name. And God's people said amen, amen. and amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 5 says that the pure in heart will see God. Pastor Jeremy said this one time, and it stuck with me. He says, the, 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 the door into your heart is the mind. There is one thing that keeps us from seeing God as he wants to reveal himself to us. And that is our mind. Because of sin, our mind has been corrupted. Amen? It is the mind that has to be renewed and transformed into the image of God. When man sinned, listen to this now. When man sinned, man was in communion with God. He understood the goodness of God. He understood that God was love. That God was a love, uh, that God was a, 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 a person of, of a, a, a being of, of, of peace. But the moment man sinned, a transformation occurred in his mind where he began to think weird thoughts about God that weren't there before. He began to see God in a different light than he had known him before. The image of God in him changed, and so did the image of God in him, or, or, or what he perceived of God, or, or, or how he saw God, begin to change. Something began to happen to man that when God showed up in the cool of the day, and, 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 and he walked in the garden looking for Adam, Adam hid, and he asked him, why did you hide? He said, because I was afraid. Now he feared God. He had an image of, of, of God in his own mind that God was going to do something to him. But the truth is God was looking for him to have communion. And that is what's happened to man's mind. It's been corrupted. And, and some ten generations later, we read in the days of Noah that the thoughts and the imagination of man was on evil continually. Amen. The Bible says that they will change the, the, the glory of God into an image, a corruptible image of, of man. Unless we allow the word to wash us, we will not see God as he wants us to see him. 
There's images in our mind of God that God wants to destroy through his word. The apostle Paul said as he was, God was giving him the revelation of, of the mind and, and, and what was taking place in his mind. He says, he says I see a law, a law warring against my members. You know, and against the law of my mind, there's something that's not right. He says, my spirit, man, it desires the things of God. Amen. How many of you, when you got saved, desire the things of God? Amen. But then you saw a struggle taking place. And God gave him a revelation. He said, Paul, your spirit, man, is saved. You can't change that. It's clean. It's pure. It's the spirit of God that is dwelling in your spirit. He says, he says, but it is the mind that needs tra- to be transformed. That's why he wrote later on in Romans uh, uh, that, 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 that our minds need to be transformed and renewed. Amen. He understood a great truth. He said, he said, I get it now. I thank God through Jesus Christ that with my mind, listen now, I now serve the law of God. There is a greater law that will come against the law of sin and death, the carnal mind, which cannot understand the things of God. And it is the word of God that will come in and demolish and destroy those vain imaginations that, that begin to root themselves and, and, and begin to build themselves up as a fortress against the very obedience of the word of God. But it is the word of God that comes in and cleanses the mind so that we can have a pure heart. Because if we get our mind right, we'll get our heart right. And if we get our heart right, we will be able to see God. We will be able to see God in a way we've never known him before. Paul said, I want to know him. I press towards the mark of the high calling in God in Christ Jesus that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. How many of you want to know him today? (laughs) brother marty preached a prophetic message here last time i was in bishop and he entitled the message he spoke about daniel the 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 stone that smote the image we know that image is speaking of a of a system in these last days that we are seeing right now the mystery of iniquity that is that is that is moving in in this very hour of 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 the powers of politics and and religion coming together the iron mixed with clay. And that's literal. It's happening right now. But there's also images in our very minds that the stone, who is Jesus Christ, has to come and demolish. Amen. Why, why do you think there's so many atheists in this world? Because they have built images about God that are not true about God. Man, Adam feared God, but who had changed? Did God change? Who changed? Adam changed. Wow. The Bible says that the enemy has darkened the minds. He has darkened the minds, and therefore the gospel is hid from them. But it is the word of God that is spirit. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit. What the law could not do, the law of Moses, the word of God can do. And he'll go even deeper. He'll write 
his laws, like Pastor Jeremy said a few days ago or yesterday, in your very heart. Amen? That's just the first thing that we have to get through to know God. Our flesh, our carnal mind. And let me tell you something, when you get through that, you're going to begin to see God in a more precious and beautiful way like you've never known before. Think about this. The Bible says that the carnal mind cannot understand the things of God, but the spirit searches the deep things of God. Well, that's just the spirit. That's not me. No, but he ends it saying that you have this mind. You have the mind of Christ. My God. You know what prayer is? True intercessory prayer. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, just, you know, the normal stuff we do. I'm talking about deep prayer. It's really searching. <laughs> this, is, this boggles my mind, but you're literally searching the mind of God. The creator of the universe. The one who made this world, who created the heavens and the earth. The one who knows the end from the beginning. The Bible says that this mystery in Ephesians, this mystery of what we're living out today. Doesn't it feel like it's a mystery? You know, we're just going day by day. But since God is God, he knows everything. That's why in Revelation, John begins to call him, he is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He didn't know how else to describe him, so he said, well, let me just say it this way. He, he is the first and he is the last. By him, all things were made. He is before all things, and by him all things consist. In him we move, we live, we have our being. Imagine that. The, the very mystery that we are now living out, the, uh, Ephesians says that it is, it, was, it is hid in God. Where? Right here. God's mind. Amen? When you begin to pray, that's why Jesus said, Lord... Father, thou art in heaven. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's already done in God's mind. He is God. <laughs> Amen. Listen. What are you saying? Oh, we're going to figure God out? No way. Never. He actually told us we never can. You know, what did the psalmist say? He said, before you, you brought forth the mountains and, and you created the world and the earth, he says, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. He was saying, he, you know, he was telling the psalmist, don't even try to figure me out, but you can. As a matter of fact, you're puny, you're little, you're nothing. But, but I like when God tells me that because when he tells me that, I say, good, but I'm still going to search after you. 
I'm still going to go after you. I still want to know you. I know I'll never get to know you, but while I'm here, I'll press. I want to see God. I want to know you. And when you, when you get that kind of faith, God goes, my Lord, you can't stop this child. I've not seen greater faith in all of Israel like this person right here. He'll say, you know what that word everlastingness means? <laughs> I searched it out. It means a secret. It means conceal. He's, he's really telling you uh, you're too small and I'm too big, but it's a secret. You want to know it? God will bid you, you know. He, 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 he wants you to know him. He wants you to know him. You know, we have this idea that God is God and I'm here. Well, he, he wants to have communion with you. He wants you to seek after him. It's okay to, to you know, like who am I? You know, you're, you're putting yourself in God's level. No way, but I am a son of God. He is my heavenly father. And all things that are his are mine. Hallelujah. Am I losing you guys? I'm losing my voice. <laughs> Powerful. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. David, David wanted to know the mind of God. He, he, he would say things like, when I consider the heavens, when I consider the moons and the stars that are in their place, trying to know the mind of God. He says, I think to myself, who am I that you would consider me or think about me, that you would visit me? He says, he says, he said, he said, you made us a little lower than the angels, but yet you have crowned us with glory and honor. He wanted to know about God. And if you know his mind, you'll know his heart. That's why David was called the man after God's heart. How hungry are you for God? I remember, brothers and sisters, when I got saved. My life was changed completely. I was a drunk. I was a, 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 I was a drug addict. I remember, I remember one day I hit, I hit rock bottom. I was, I was, I was hitting the crystal meth pipe and, and I smoked weed and I snorted a line of coke and I drank alcohol at the same time. I knew I hit rock bottom. But God's hand was heavy upon my life. God was searching for me. And he, he, took, he took a young man. You know, I shouldn't be here. I should be dead. I got stab wounds all over my body to show that, you know. You know, like Brother Marty said, I didn't always look this sanctified, you know. <laughs> I, that's why I love Brother Marty. Keeps you real, man. You know, when... God, God, God took me into a deep, what time is it? 
I know the singer's got to come in a minute, but God took me, when, when I got saved, something happened in my life. He took me into a, 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 a life of prayer that was intense. I mean, it was almost violent. Yeah, people don't know anything about that nowadays. You know, what Brother Marty spoke about, you know, he felt like screaming, you know, because, of, uh, you know, he, and he didn't scream, so he, he had a, a, a struggle with it for 10 more years until you finally let it out. The, yeah, that's the kind of prayer that I'm talking about. Intense prayer to the point where you'll get rebuked if people see you pray like that. You remember Eli and Hannah? Yeah, that, that, see, but that's the only kind of prayer that's going to shake the nations. That's the only kind of prayer that's going to impact Bishop. Why is it that we're able to cry in, this, in these altars? I remember Sister Debbie said a long time ago, the reason is because there's a spirit of prayer in this house. I, I, I wasn't here when this house was first built, but I imagine there was people praying in the spirit in this place. And that spirit is still here, and God is calling us to that kind of prayer. I mean, deep prayer, I'm all over the place now, but, you know, when my dad got saved, he was a gangster, man. He was a southerner. Tattoos everywhere. As a matter of fact, he grabbed my mom's hand and put a tattoo on her. (laughs) My mom was 15 years old when she was pregnant with me in the gangs. My dad was a demon-possessed man, and he said one day, a young man, a young man from church began to share the gospel to him. And he said, he said, he said, he fell under conviction and he told this young man, he said, what must I do to be saved? He said, get on your knees right now. He said, and think on Jesus. And my dad tatted up and messed up, deprived mind, uh, a mess. The young man laid hands upon him and he said, when he laid hands upon him, he said, all around him, he began to see Fire, fire of the Holy Spirit, fire that consumes wickedness and evil. And he was being saved. And he said in that moment, he let out a scream that could be heard for blocks. Because we lived in the projects back then, the Sunnydale projects in San Francisco. And he woke up half of the people in in those projects. But he screamed out. Something came out of the recesses of his heart, out of the depths of his soul. And he cried out to God. And God delivered him. Hallelujah. He could do the same for you. He's not. He's never changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. 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 I used to be a drunk. I used to wake up to a fifth of some Christian brothers and drink it up in the morning. But now when I wake up, I got Jesus on my mind. It's Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the evening. Jesus in the afternoon. Jesus at night. He wakes me up at one or two in the morning. I think I'm going crazy. But he's saying, seek my face. And I say, Lord, it's hard. But your face shall I seek. Use me. Do whatever you want, Lord, with me. Hallelujah. My Lord, what are we in this for, church? We gonna let the enemy just walk through this community? No way. No way. <laughs> the, 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 the carnal mind cannot understand the things of the flesh. Paul is basically saying, don't even bother explaining it to carnal people. They're not going to get it. These things about God, they're foolishness to them. Are you telling me he created, he, everything we're seeing today has already been accomplished? Yes. Hebrews 4 says that before the foundations of the, of the earth, the works were finished. 
in, in God. So you're not just an afterthought. Amen? You weren't called to preach when God saved you that faithful day. You were ordained, he told Jeremiah, before I put you in your mother's womb. I deposited you into this world at such a time as this. The Bible says that, you know, Jesus wasn't the only one sent from God. Scripture, scripture says, and there was a man sent from God, and his name was John. We're all sent from God into this world. And then it says something so beautiful, John was not that light. We are not that light. We are that light. Kind of like Jesus throws us for loops. He said, I am the light. Then he says, you are the light. <laughs> you know? so, so which is it? It's Christ in us. Hallelujah. <laughs> he was not that light, but he bore witness of the light. And he says that dark, the, the, the light shineth, the light of the glorious gospel. We've been translated from the darkness in our mind, in our depravity, and into the glorious light of the gospel so that we can see God just as he is. Oh, so you got God figured out. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm going to search after him. Paul said, I'm going to apprehend him who apprehended me, even if he has to kick me out, even if he calls me a dog, for, for the, the bread, is the meat is for, is for the dog, it's not for you. He said, but wait a minute, the woman said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall out of the table. Woo! My dad preached a message one time. He said, he said the first time Jesus said, wow. That was it right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, he conceals it. He says that the glory of God is to conceal matter, but it is the honor of kings to search it out. Search out what? Who you are in Christ and why you are put in this earth for. You know, that's so beautiful. You read in Hebrews. About the saints of old, they were convinced and persuaded until they finally began to confess what they were. You think Abraham just came easy into, you know, well, he was the father of faith, you know. He said yes to Jesus the moment Jesus showed up. Or to God the moment, you know, God said, I'm going to make you, I'm going to make many nations uh, from you. No, he was a man just like me, like a man. He was like me and you. He had to deal with these battles. You mean to tell me I'm called for something great? No. Then the Bible says he was persuaded. He persuades you. I called you for something great. No, you called the preacher. No, I called you. So he was persuaded. Oh, okay. All right. You know, he saw the promise. He saw the promises afar off, the Bible says. I, I, I could see them all the way over there, but not here. Not here. Not, not, not in this moment. I can see him. God, I believe it, God. <laughs> I see it in the future. <laughs> you know, the same thing with Martha, I think. You know, I, I, if you were there, you would never die. That's in the past. But, uh, you know, I believe that you'll raise them at the resurrection of the dead. That's in the future. But she couldn't believe for the now. Amen? And Abraham saw the promises far off. Oh, no. Well, that's beautiful, God. I believe it. You call me for something great. We come to church and the preacher tells us, you're God's children. Praise God. In the future I am. 
Maybe. But then there comes a point where he starts to persuade you. You're like, wait a minute. Well, maybe I, you know. And then all of a sudden, he convinces you. Read it, Hebrews 12. And then when you are convinced, Brother David Unruh, he's out there in India. And I know he's out there because he knows what God has called him to. And it says that the patriarchs of old began to confess their message, became one with what they sensed. That we are pilgrims in this land. Did I lose you guys? <laughs> oh, praise God, brother. Good message. I'm going back home and just going back to the same thing. You're not getting it. You're carnal. <laughs> Isn't that what Paul said? It's not me. Blame Paul. You know, Jesus said, it is unto you. It is given unto you to know the mysteries of God. Then he said, and then he mentioned another crowd, but not unto them. Don't be that crowd. God is doing something so precious in these camp meetings. You're not just here, oh, well, let's just go and, and praise God. No, God is giving you, I'm all over the place now, but God is giving you gifts. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys now. <clears throat> I've been laboring with Pastor Jeremy, and I got, we're good. I got a few more. Am I boring you guys? All right, all right. I'm going to share my heart with you guys. You need to know. You know? No, only the preacher said, no, you are. Jesus prayed, and pray, Lord, I pray, not that you, I pray that you don't take them out of the world. He needs you in that world. I mean, we want you here. But this ain't all of Christianity. You need to go out there and be equipped here. Well, you know, I don't have a pulpit. Yes, you do. Wherever you go, that's your pulpit. Jesus said that, 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 that uh, uh, the world is the field. Amen? That's where you're most needed. Well, I don't know what to do. That's the problem. We haven't taught you. Brother Jeremy said it, and I apologize and, and ask for forgiveness as well. We're not teaching the body of Christ. I, I'm starting to barely understand what, what it's all about. You know, Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. He didn't say you'll become one immediately. It's a process of making. Amen? Man, my daddy, you know, he taught me so much. My daddy worked graveyards, you know, he worked the graveyard uh, hours and, and at a famous taqueria in San Francisco. I think the first one that was ever open, it was family owned. It was family owned. He cleaned up the place. And, 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 and uh, you know, there was some leftover foods that some of the, you know, the customers wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't want. And, and the leftover foods, he, he would make his, his, his walk back to the house around 3 in the morning, Friday night, Saturday nights. And I remember going with him to help him. I would go work with him. And I remember he had, like, five burritos in his pocket. Walking down Mission Street over there in San Fran. You know Mission Street, right? Yeah. 
And, and, I, and I, I kid you not, we walk across at least five drug addicts with needles hanging out of their arms. At three in the morning where the world is silent, where all the sin is dying down and people begin to deal with their conscience. I mean, it was some dark streets, very quiet. You guys know that quiet that I'm talking about at three in the morning? It's like it, you, you can almost feel it. Amen. And he'll walk up to someone. And, 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 and you'll see them literally like this. And he'll walk up as the spirit of God was upon his life. And I watch him with my little brother. He go up to him with a burrito. <laughs> and he, 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 he would hold out that burrito and the drug addict would reach for it slowly. And then the words would come out. Jesus loves you. And, and you'll see those drug addicts, the tears in, in their high, lost in their mind. You'll see the tear flow. And we keep walking. That's what's out there. That's what's out there. You, 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 you walk right by them when you come to church. They're out there. <laughs> you know, me, me and Brother Jeremy, we've been ministering together. He's my uncle, you know. And we've been ministering together for how many years, Jeremy? In, 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 in the Coachella Valley. About six years, but really we've been ministering together for about 10 years. Ever since I got saved, he's been my mentor, my big brother. You know, and uh, whenever God called us to Coachella, the Coachella Valley, um, you know, we, we always bump, we bump heads. You know, you see me and Jeremy and, and uh, we're polar opposites, man, you know. But, but, but we work well together. It wasn't always like that. Amen? And uh, because I didn't understand gifting. That's what I started talking about, and I went somewhere else. And, and, and you know, I'd be in church, and, and God flows through my life through certain gifts. And I just see things differently than he does. Because my gifting is not his. And, and, and there was times, man, where I hear him preach. Literally, I'm in church hearing him preach, and I'm mad. Now, that's being open, right? I'm like, what is he doing? What is he saying? That's not what God is saying right now. And, and I didn't understand gifting. But then God one day had to smack me in the head and say, you idiot. I didn't call him to be like you. I gifted him with something that you don't have. And he, he'd probably sometimes tell me some things. Well, Fernando, I think you said it too hard, you know. <laughs> you know it, 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 but we have that kind of openness. But, but now, you know, like Wednesday or yesterday when you preach, you know, I got up and I said, can I say something? He, he knew my gifting. 
And then you begin to see the giftings all over the church. You see Sister Debbie with, as only she can, you know, begin to encourage the people through her gift. And what's so beautiful is that we have so many gifts here today, and they're all needed for the body of Christ. We have the boldness of, of uh, Pastor Gabriel. Man, I wish I had his voice. I'm like this, man. <laughs> you know, a son of thunder. You know, I'm like, but it's needed. He's been through hell and back. And when he goes up to them dudes in the street, they know he's real talk. You know what, bro? Let me tell you something. What's up, brother? What you going to tell me? Jesus Christ saves. Hallelujah. Then you got, you got Brother Marty. You have Brother David Unruh. You have Pastor Stan. Brother Roy. You have the Levites singing up here. They, they're the only, they, they know how to do it, so that's why they're up here, and their gift is flowing. Man, they were singing, and I was, sitting, I was standing here with my daughter, carrying her. Then all of a sudden, I felt the wind come through that whip, though. And then I'm like, and I see the trees going, as they're singing. The gift. The gift. You know, Brother Marty's misunderstood many times, and he's the type of guy, he, he don't want to preach. He's like, oh, man, no, you go. You know, and, and I understand what he's saying. No, not that he, he doesn't want to preach, but I thank him that one day he came into my life. He said, Fernando, God has called you to this. And I, oh, I understand now what God has come to. And then he came to Jeremy. Jeremy, God called you to this. Wow. It revolutionized my life. Somebody had to come tell me. Remember Paul and Timothy? He told Timothy, stir up the gift that is in you. By the laying of hands, right? Oh, my God. I get it now. You know, we're all needed. But, but, but in our minds, we have this, this thing where there's only one preacher we need to hear. And we need to redefine that. We need the five-fold ministry. Did I lose you guys? You may stand up. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got gifts everywhere. It is the five-fold ministry's job to identify what it is that the gifting inside of you is. Amen? You mean to tell me that God called me for something? Yes, he did. You're needed. The body cannot function properly unless every part of the body is in order. This is what I believe is the new thing that is taking place. And listen, as we all begin to understand this, God will be give, begin to give us a heart for souls because that, that is the ultimate purpose of God that none will perish. You've been called, brother and sister, by God. He has commissioned you to be his representative in this dying and hurting 
Will, will you yield to that? You know, the Lord told the prophet Jeremiah, he says, I know the plans for you. Who knows them? God in his mind. How can you know them then if they're in his mind? Search through the spirit, the mind of God, the deep things of God. And listen, he says, I know the thoughts, the plans that I have for you. You don't even know. I know. You have to get them from me. You have to get them from me. And they are, they are plans of, of, of peace and not evil. Ain't that beautiful? Let's go there quickly. Jeremiah 29. There's the last part. I don't want to misquote it. 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. What is it that we're expecting? Not the, not the past. It's the future. What is it that God has for me in the future? Then he says later on, seek my face and you will find me. You will find me. I'm going to open up these altars today as they sing the song. Let me tell you something. God has placed literally eternity, like Pastor Jeremy said, in your heart. The very universe and the mystery of this universe inside of you. So what you need to do is just look inside yourself. And you will realize who is dwelling inside of you. It's the very, very presence of God. If you're here today, you, you've questioned. You're, you've questioned. You said, Lord, you're not going to use me. You'll, ne you'll never use someone like me. Let me tell you, you're exactly who he wants to use. If you want to tell him, Lord, I, draw me, and I'll run after you. Give me a heart after you. Come on. Is that your heart today? If that's your heart today, come to this front. Come to this front right now and say, Lord, give me a heart after you. I want to see you. Like John said, what manner, it blew his mind. He said, what manner of love is this? That, 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 that you, a friend, would lay down your life. I want to know that love. So that love can flow through me to others. That peace that passes understanding. Begin to open your mouth right now, faith. Begin to call out to him. He says, seek me and you'll find me. Seek me and you will find me. Right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Oh, Lord, reveal yourself like you've never revealed yourself, oh, God. In a new, in a more better way, oh, God. In a more beautiful expression, oh, God. 
Oh, Lord, we are building you a house, Lord, with this prayer. We're going to build you a great house so we can know more of you, so we can know you and know that you are big. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah.